This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans, joined by Senior Fun Buns, Brandon Funston. And we've got one game of the books. It's a bit of a shocker special down there in the desert uh, after Kyler Murray uh, tossed one in the general direction of A.J. Green. He was like, uh, we're playing football, bro? That's what we're doing right now? I had no idea that the entire damn game was on the line. Uh, brilliant pick in the end zone by Green Bay, and they somehow steal a victory and uh, blemish the Cardinals for the first time this season, falling from the ranks the unbeaten. But with that game of the books, and thank you, Aaron Jones, for all of the profitable endeavors uh, that you mm-hmm. turned out last night, with the exception of the overturn at the goal line, which cost was us. Is there enough evidence for an overturn there? I no. say no. Come you know what, on, man. You know what that was? And, and earmuffs, children. That was horse shit, Brandon. <laughs> That was. That's exactly really what was. that was, because that would have cashed us the over on 59 and a half rush yards. Instead, we got Yarvi Matisse. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Captain Hooked instead. So uh, let's dive in. Give me your boldest prediction of the remaining slate of week eight games. What do you got for me? I don't know if you remember, but last week I did a little rah, 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 Yeah, and uh, I was all gung-ho about uh, Ramondre Stevenson going up against the New York Jets. My my thoughts were in the right place. It was just the wrong player because I said 60-plus yards and a touchdown for Ramondre in a backup role against the Jets. Turned out Brandon Bolden got a 60-plus yards and a touchdown. J.J. Taylor got two touchdowns. So there was there was three running backs in New England that got the eight, but Ramondre wasn't one of them. But I'm going back to the well, <laughs> the New York Jets well, and that's Samaj P. Ryan, who yeah. is the clear backup to Joe Mixon. But here's the deal. Since week one, and we know Christian McCaffrey is a volume hog, he took 30, 30 31 touches against the Jets in week one. Ever since then, there has been at least two running backs to get double-digit fantasy points, half PPR, against these Jets. So it's just been week after week after week. It hasn't failed since week one. So Samaj P. Ryan, 60-plus yards and a touchdown. He's been doing it the last couple weeks. I don't see why it stops this week against the Jets. Uh, that is a bit of a Team Wavos call. I like it quite a bit. I've been waiting for Samaj P. Ryan based on you stumping for him all week long, his rush yards props to show up. Uh, it's not there. Not it's, yet. It's Howard's. Not, that'll, that'll be one that uh, surfaces you know, at the 11th hour on Sunday morning because the books are scared, Brandon. They're scared. They know uh, it's you know All Hallows Eve, and us Draculas are going to come and drain them of all of their funds and maybe their blood as well. So keep your eye out for Samaje P. Ryan of the Rush Yards prop. Uh, you know I love me some Teddy Two Gloves this week. You do. And you know what, Brandon? I'm going to go a step further. I'm not going to say two touchdowns. No, 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 no. That would be too weak. I'm not going to say three touchdowns. That would only require one huevo. As the CEO of Team Huevos, we're going to put the boys out, thump, on the line here. Four touchdown passes for Teddy Bridgewater. You just just called an audible. I'm looking in the script right now. It says Teddy Bridgewater tosses three touchdowns. You just audible to a fourth. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I I like what the defense was uh, giving me uh, in that moment. (laughs) So I called out of the original game uh, plan there, the original play that was called, and I'm I'm tossing one deep to the end zone because uh, it's looking like Jerry Judy's going to be back. 
Uh, you got Cortland Sutton there, obviously. Noah Fant, Tim Patrick. I mean, he could have, outside of K.J. Hamler, his full complement of weapons. And Kendall Hinton's seen a nice little roll increase as well. Got the one-two punch of Gordon and Juggernaut Javante. have been heavily active as receivers. And, again, it's the matchup, man. It's the deflated fighting footballs who have allowed the most fancy points to the quarterback position, giving up 311.1 pass yards per game and 2.7 passing touchdowns per contest. So he did have a hat trick a couple of weeks ago against Vegas. That was a season high. He's going to one-up that with four TDs here in week number eight. So keep that in mind, uh, you Lamar Jackson and Derek Carr enthusiasts uh, seeking a one-week plug-and-play. With that, let's get to it with another edition of the Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, Brandon, on this Halloween edition of the Fantasy Five, uh, I've got a bunch of maybe king-sized players, or maybe they're going to be more fun-sized. Are you a Halloween hero, by the way? Do you hand out the full-size candy bars there at Casa de Funston? We do not. We live in an area where we get maybe, I don't know, we should. We absolutely should because we get like 10 people over the course of the <laughs> Just night. Just go to Costco, know? bro. That's what I did. All they had left were full-sized and uh, like the little mini Hershey's pack. You know, it's got like yeah. crackle in it and the dark chocolate. Oh, I love the dark chocolate. Yeah, I know you like the dark chocolate too. It pairs nicely with a nice uh, full-bodied wine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, you sh- if you're looking to have 10 trick-or-treaters, you got to go all out. But I can't buy a Costco box. I just got to go buy 10 candy bars from the store because, <laughs> like, if I have the Costco box, that means I'm eating a bunch of them. And so my wife bought, uh, like, the, a, a pretty nice variety pack, and we're going to have to eat on that. And then she went and bought a side pack of Payday bars, mm. the little oh, – man. God, I, I oh, love, love the, the payday. payday bar. Yeah. Yeah, that is an underappreciated So I'm in trouble. Bar. Yeah, I'm you in are in trouble. Well, yeah, you like the nougat, the caramel, and the salty nuts in your mouth. Mm. Don't we all? Don't we all, Brandon? <laughs> All right, here's your three-pack of players. Let's go to quarterbacks. Again, I love Teddy Bridgewater. Let's say he's not there, or maybe you have some of these options wasting away on your your bench, and you're debating whether or not to elevate them into your starting lineup. Uh, Here's your thrice. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Captain Kirk under the primetime light Sunday night against Big D. Ryan Tannehill in Indy in a mammoth matchup uh, in that division. Or Daniel Jones on Monday night going up against the humiliated Kansas City Chiefs trying to get their act together after getting blown out by the aforementioned Titans. So pick your poison. Yeah, I'm going to go to the season scoreboard for this one and go with Kirk Cousins. He's the safest. I just got a feeling, and I think a bunch of other people do as well, that that's just going to be a a shootout pew, pew, pew (laughs) affair between Dallas and Minnesota. Um, It just feels like it. You know, Sunday night, I can see Dak and Kirk Cousins going back and forth. And the nice thing about Kirk Cousins he hasn't been Baker Mayfield this year. He's not throwing 20-some passes each week. He's been 32-plus every week, and most weeks it's been 38-plus. So, I, you know, I think this is another game where he's going to go 40 or more pass attempts, got some great weapons. Yeah, Dallas is a better defense this year, but I think this is a back-and-forth affair. I will say, you know how you set your lineup for the week and you yep. look at the projected uh-huh. score? Uh-huh. If you're like – if you're like projected to score like 130 in your team and your opponents like at 170, I would just I would f it and just throw Daniel Jones in there because I think he's got the highest ceiling. Well, that's exactly where I'm going because you know I love chasing those ceilings and <laughs> you know we're gonna climb Everest and plant a damn flag here, Brandon. So yeah, I'm, I'm going with Daniel Jones. Uh, Danny Dimes, I'm not gonna really necessarily be doing it through the air though. He could because a team that's only 
uh, right below the fighting footballs and most fancy points a lot of the quarterback position. Well, it's other than Kansas City giving up 285 yards per game through the air, 1.7 passing touchdowns per game. But the area where they have been slashed and gashed by QBs on the ground. Lamar went for 107 and two against them. Yeah. Jalen Hurts rolled up 47. Josh Allen had 59 and one, and that's what. Danny Dimes does. It's RPO-based. By the way, I love the over on the 28.5 rush yards prop for him. So, you know, you get Sterling Shepard likely back. Hopefully Evan Ingram's going to give it a go. We'll see about Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay and Saquon and some of the others. But in a game in which they could be scoreboard chasing, depending upon what version of the Kansas City offense shows up, I think it's 25-plus fantasy points for Daniel Jones on Monday night. So that's where I'm going. Uh, Brandon, once again, uh, he is the CEO of Team Raisins. Number four. All right, let's move on and let's work in our first three pack of running backs. Here are your options. Darrell Williams of Kansas City going up against the G-Men on Monday. Elijah Mitchell traveling to Chicago to face the mice of the Midway. They don't, you know, they really aren't the monsters. They can't live up to that nickname. Uh, or Cordero Patterson, the show Otani of fantasy football, the ultimate hybrid. He draws Carolina. Who do you got? Well, let's just imagine that we threw like a DeAndre Swift or a James. Like, okay, would you take no, DeAndre Swift? No, we don't imagine no, no, throwing just, DeAndre I'm, Swift just, in just there. This is a hypothetical. I'm just making a point here. All right. All let's right. say if DeAndre Swift is in here. Is it DeAndre Swift? Smash it. Yes. What about if it's Aaron Jones? Smash it. Well, he already played, so yeah, yes. Yeah, I know, but you you know, uh, James Robinson. Oh, yeah, smash it. Okay. I'm just making a point that Cordero Patterson is averaging more fantasy points per game than all of those guys. He's 17 uh-huh. one uh-huh. half PPR fantasy points per game. I think he's just a set it and forget it guy now. He's an RB1. And you just, you know, I just, no, there's no way I'm sitting Cordero Patterson. And the great thing for fantasy is he just hasn't really had a bad week. You know, yeah. and no one really, no one really rostered him in week one. No one was thinking about him. So that was his worst week. It wasn't really that bad. It was kind of a Tony Pollard kind of a week. But now he's just kind of he's evolved into an RB one, and he's actually being used as the main RB now. Sorry, Mike Davis, but yeah, I think this is smashing <laughs> Cordell Patterson here. You know, it's not a smash for me. It isn't uh, because I'm gonna stiff on Cordell, and I gotta go you, Elijah you got, Mitchell. You got Elijah Mitchell. Jones this week. I listen, dude. How many eggplant emojis is it? Uh, it you know, <laughs> out of five, it's like four point five, uh, or a half an eggplant, which is also a half a union, which is also a funston uh, for people that are familiar that. with the the Faith and Noise Radio Show. Uh, but you no, know, it's Mitchell for me. Look, you got no Khalil Mack on the front for the Bears, and even with uh, Mack up in the front and up in the grill of the opposition. Um, he has laid down and died, much like this entire rush defense in general. Give it up 4.64 yards per carry, 108.8 rush yards per game, five combined touchdowns, a running back position. And Mitchell, uh, he's got a pair of 100-yard efforts and four tries, Brandon. He's RB7 and yak per attempt, and he's forced to miss tackle just over 20% of the time. He's the workhorse. He's the stallion. Giddy the hell up with Elijah Mitchell. Uh, Brandon, meanwhile, will... Toss it around with old Cordero Patterson. Number three. All right, let's go to wide receiver. And here are your options. Jerry Judy, assuming that he is back against the fight in footballs. Emmanuel Sanders against Miami or Jalen Waddles. Same game, different name. Taking on the Bills. Yeah, I'm going to go with Emmanuel Nehemiah Sanders. Uh, he is, is that his middle name? 
Yeah, I was actually on Pro Football Reference today trying to look up his uh, season plays log, and I, you know, they have their middle names in there. I thought that was interesting. Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Uh, I liked it. Hmm. All right. Yeah. yeah. Manny right. Nehemiah Sanders, uh, who I think is right now either tied or just a a fraction of a point ahead of Stephon Diggs. It was the number one receiver in Buffalo, like the most, like one of the most vaunted pass attacks in the league. Uh, he's been consistent, coming off a ninety-yard game. I'm going to go with him slightly over. Jalen Waddle. So, uh, mm. yeah, give me give me the Manny Sanders. I'm a little bit. I know. I mean, you're, you're predicting four touchdowns for Teddy Bridgewater, so I know where you're going. No, actually, I'm not. I'm going to Manuel Sanders uh, because oh, okay. there are some unknowns with Jerry Judy. Right. You know, could be on a pitch count. I think it's going to be a monster game, honestly, for Cortland Sutton, and I'm hoping Judy plays. Because if Judy's on the field, he's going to draw some attention away from the defense, and yeah. Sutton's going to be streaking up the right or the left sideline for probably a long touchdown in that contest. In fact, uh, I may you know, smash the over what we usually smash the over with Emmanuel Sanders on Cortland Sutton, which is uh, longest yards for a reception. And that number this week for Sanders, by the way, is 22.5. And, yeah, break out the because he's done that in four or five. Uh, you mentioned it, man. He's very quietly having a ridiculous season. Uh, number 13 in total air yards, averaging 17.2 yards per catch. It's number 10 among eligible wide receivers. And Miami's given up 22 plays at 20-plus yards through the air at 8.02 yards per attempt. I know Byron Jones and Xavier Howard are back and healthy, but Josh Allen will uncork. And Sanders got to catch at least a couple of long bombs in this one and probably find the end zone. So, kumbaya, my friend. You and I together again. On Emmanuel Sanders. Number two. All right, let's do another dilemma here at wide receiver. Here are your three-pack of options. Jacoby Myers in L.A. to take on the Chargers goal. Chargers goal. Uh, Tyler Lockett against uh, Jacksonville. Or same game, different name. LaVisca Chenault against your Hawks. Yeah, let me tell you about Jacoby Myers, who I'm not choosing. He's eighth in wide receiver receiver targets he's 40th in wide receiver fantasy scoring um he has obviously not caught a touchdown pass in his career he's wide receiver 47 in the last three games when his team has averaged 36 points so that's a problem if you're not getting in you know your, your value is going down when your team's actually scoring points that's a that's a big issue for me i'm out on jacoby meyer i'm done calling him <laughs> julian edelman without touchdowns he's i can't not quit that him good. I can't I quit you, him. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to choose him here, but I'm going to go with the team. I, look, at I got a really good front front and row and center view of this Seattle defense all year long, and underneath targets kill them. LaVisca Chenault t- coming off his highest targeted game of the season against Miami when he had 10 targets. I, I could see him making a lot of hay underneath against the Seahawks cover two defense. Did you realize that LaVisca Chenault is number one in catchable target rate? Wow. Well, I mean, I guess that's what you get when you catch the ball three yards downfield. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's averaging seven point seven yards per target. Although he did have that a couple weeks ago, he had a fifty yard. He did. And, and, he, and there was another ball. game in which he had a long reception. So it, you know, it's not yeah. all been dink and dunk. You know, you get the sporadic ones uh, that opens up the offense. But I'm going Lavisca as well. I'm a hundred percent with you here. Uh, looking forward to seeing his uh, receiving yards props start to surface because they're not up yet. Uh, but if it's anything below, like, 60, which it will be, it'll probably be in the 40s. Oh, dude, smash. Hit that over button. Hit it again. Oh, hell, hit it a third time. Don't quit <laughs> it. All day long, baby. Uh, with you, I think LaVisca Chenault uh, could wind up inside the top 30. Hell, he could be a top 24, which would be a wide receiver, too, in 12-team leagues this week, giving the shortcomings in the short field of coverage for the Seattle Seahawks. 
number one. All right, Brandon, let's go top of the list here and back to the running back position. Here are your options. Alex Collins against the Jags. Khalil Herbert, uh, the surprise rookie sensation out of Tech, member of the Chicago Bears, going up against the Niners or Zach Moss in a delightful matchup against Miami. Who do you got? Ugh, I have uh, Khalil Herbert ever so slightly ahead of Alex Collins. Listen, I could vacillate on that one uh, back and forth because I think Alex Collins is a good good spot to to get a touchdown and get some decent volume. I think this is going to be another one of those games where it's close down to the wire the whole way. So, but you can run on San Francisco as well. They're kind of middle of the pack and points allowed to the running back position. And Chicago has been running the ball well, and Khalil Herbert's been kind of leading that charge. But they've been running the ball well pretty much all year long. That's what they're striving to do. They're like the poor to middle class version of the Cleveland Browns right now. So uh, I'm going to take the leader of that charge and take Khalil Herbert, who is, you know, passing the eye test with flying colors. That guy is looking like a real uh, steal of a talent for the Bears. Yeah, Khalil Herbert all day long, man. I, as I mentioned before, you know, when I was crunching some tape, that was one of the guys that I looked at. I'm like, I, I like this guy's skill set. You know, if he gets to the right yeah. system, it had to be his own base scheme. Uh, he's just a really good one cut and go back. He's got the vision. He's got the break tackle ability. He just plants and scoots immediately upfield. You know, he's not the fastest guy. He's not a burner, but he don't have to be. You know, you just yeah. got to see. He glides. He glides. He has a nice, he's smooth looking runner. Brandy, you just got to see the hole and ram it. That's all I got to do. <laughs> <laughs> and a one-cut-and-go scheme, and that's exactly what Herbert does. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back to that well. 2.8 yards after contact per attempt. Uh, a player that's played at least 78% of the team snaps over the last couple of weeks, and he's gone for 112 and 133 total yards with a touchdown. Uh, and he also had 100 yards on the ground against Tampa. I, I mean, that's impossible. It was a 35-3 to game. How is that even possible? But it happened. And, you know, San Francisco is is not an impenetrable fortress up front. They're giving up 123 total yards per game. So I think it's north of 100 combined in a TD for him. I think he's going to be, you know, end of day, probably right there in the top 12 conversation here in week number eight. So all aboard Khalil Herbert this week as the bear is sure to bear his claws against the Niners, one of the saving graces and otherwise lost season for that crappy franchise, and this is why I drink. But, Brandon, before we get <laughs> out of here, uh, I'm just going to throw this out at you. Mike McCarthy, uh, at tape time on Friday, sounded pessimistic that Dak Prescott was going to be able to go on Sunday night against Minnesota. Now, it, it sounded you know, like a complete coin flip. Uh, let's speak in hypotheticals here. If Cooper Rush gets the start, how far down do you downgrade a C.D. Lamb, and Amari Cooper, a Dalton Schultz, what do you do? Pretty precipitously. Yeah, I'm probably thinking that you move them each almost down uh, a half to a full classification. So C.D. Lamb's wide receiver one, he becomes a wide receiver two. Um, I, you know, that to me is, is, is a big-time problem. We saw it play out. I mean, we know what it's like in backup world in Dallas. We saw that last year, and it's not, it's not great. So right now I have C.D. Lamb as wide receiver nine this week. I'm assuming I would move him down probably eight to ten spots. He would be a back end of the top 20 guy for me. And Amari Cooper, who's right around wide receiver 20 this week for me, is probably closer to wide receiver 30. In that case, I, you just don't know how it plays out, but you, you do have to downgrade. Honestly, I think you downgrade the Minnesota passing game as well. I think that yeah. makes Minnesota a decided favorite. Oh, they're going to run. They're going to run, 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 and maybe you bump up Alex Madison like you would a Samaji Pirine that he, you know, they could be double comboing there in, in a very run heavy affair. So, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a there's a big fallout there if that happens. All right, well, let's just do a hypothetical head-to-head, and then we'll get on out of here. Uh, let's say you got CeeDee Lamb or Michael Pittman, assuming Cooper Rush starts. Um, What did I say? I guess I'm still going CeeDee Lamb. I go Pittman there. Uh, what about CeeDee Lamb or Cortland Sutton? Uh, I would go, gosh, um, I would go CD lamb. I go Cortland Sutton. Uh, what about CD lamb or Robert Woods? I would go CD lamb. You got all these guys that are right in my early twenties in my rankings. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, it's close. It'd be very close, but I think I'd still lean CD lamb. Uh, I definitely, I definitely start all those guys over Amari Cooper. Oh, definitely. And I'm going to have to do a head-to-head with Amari Cooper with you. I, by the way, I would go CeeDee Lamb over Robert Woods. What about Amari Cooper or Emmanuel Sanders? I would go Emmanuel Sanders. I go Emmanuel Sanders. What about Amari Cooper or Adam Thielen? I would go Adam Thielen. Barely Adam Thielen for me. Last one, what about Amari Cooper or, assuming he plays, Jerry Judy? I would go Jerry Judy. I would also go Jerry Judy. There you go. Uh, some context. If Cooper Rush... End of times for the Dallas Cowboys. If he gets the start and Dak cannot cut out that calf setback. With that, that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. Please follow Funson on Twitter at Brandon Funson. Follow me there at Noisy Cuevas. Drop us a rating and a review. Would you kindly have a safe and hopefully candy productive Halloween. And until next time, adios! Amigos! Brandon, give me one of those paydays.